Every town has its stories, its secrets. What possible harm could come from sharing them? Hmm? This is small town horror. Small Town Horror is a weekly podcast presented without commercials, which means it's up to you to keep the search going with your donations. I've only been able to keep doing this as long as I have thanks to the support of the listeners as I search for answers. Please visit patreon.com slash smalltownhorror to ensure those answers are found. As far as make or break moments go, and a man who's been following you across the country man who's been posting messages for you, the man who's posted audio of Sarah Becking for help, decides to tell you that he's Julie's husband, well, that's one hell of a moment. I honestly didn't think in that moment I was capable of what I did. I'll admit it, I didn't see that lie coming. It's the truth. And I'm supposed to believe that just because. We were married September 1st, 2012. And that date should make some difference to me. It was a Saturday. We got married on the shore of Lake Superior at Surfside. It's in Bluefin Bay. The minister was a friend of ours. He accidentally called me Julie instead of Joe. (laughs) Everyone laughed. It was a beautiful day. Julie's last name isn't Schneider. Schneider is her married name. Her maiden name is... No, it isn't. God. I'm never going to make you understand. Try me. You've got a long way to go to convince me. I'm not an animal, St. Clair. Regardless of what you think of me, no matter what I might say, I don't have it in me to truly do what was done to me. Remember where I came from. I was 18 years old the first time I was taken. Put aside anything you might think of me and just follow along for a moment. I was 18 years old. I'd already lost my mom to cancer. And I felt abandoned by my own father who seemed completely disinterested in how I was getting along. Then I hear laughter in the walls. And I ran away. Let that sink in. Have you ever been so scared of something that you were willing to uproot your entire life and just leave? Can you even imagine the sort of scenario that would make you want to do something like that? Even being 18. Even being young and dumb and all that. I spent two decades of my life rebuilding things, becoming a different person, a person who could pretend like that never happened. Then, because I'm stupid, I put myself in position to have to relive that all again. I know it doesn't translate on a podcast. I get that these are just words to you and whoever else listens, but these words are important. These are my words. These are words of someone who couldn't sleep at night because of fear and anxiety. Don't ever underestimate people like that. And don't ever pretend like they aren't fighting every single day. 
Then it happened again. I got drugged and kidnapped and then just let go. All so I can go and live my days and nights in fear and regret, blaming myself for Sarah being taken. And then you go and put me in fucking prison. Damn, that emo part's hard to get away from, I'll tell you that. But just think about it, St. Clair. Think about what that might possibly do to a person. Think about the kinds of scar tissue that creates in someone's mind. And remember, scar tissue hangs around. It reminds you of the wounds that were inflicted. I remembered all too well what was done to me. But I'm not a monster. In that moment, looking at the fear and pain in Joe's eyes, I just wanted to hear his story. I wanted to hear the words fall from his lips before I could figure out what to do with him. We met just after college. Friend of a friend. It wasn't love at first sight, but it was close. She was so... She was so funny. I'd never met a girl who could make me laugh like she could. We'd only known each other for about six months before I proposed. We got married the next year. There's no way you can prove any of that. Look it up. There's pictures of us on Facebook. Marriage licenses are filed with the county. You can check with the resort. We use their photographer. We went back there for our one-year anniversary, and our picture was on the wall of the lobby with other married couples. Doesn't prove anything. Because you don't want it to. You're just like you. The fuck's that supposed to mean? It wasn't until a couple of years ago that things started to get bad. She started to get depressed about work. We'd been trying to have a kid. And it wasn't happening. I just figured she was sad about that. But things got worse. She started to talk about how people were out to get her. It wasn't until later I even found out that the people she was talking about weren't real. At first I thought it was all just for attention. I... I wasn't a good husband. But I loved her. It was a bit over a year ago when I couldn't take it anymore. All we ever did was argue, and she refused to get help. So I told her I wanted a divorce. She said if I left her, she'd kill herself. I was at my end. I just couldn't handle her anymore. I started to pack, and that's when she started to slap herself. When I tried to stop her, she... Threw herself down the stairs. I, I called an ambulance and the police took my statement. She said I beat her. And other things. No charges were filed because she was lying. Her story kept changing. Her injuries showed I didn't do any of it. I left her. I got a restraining order. But still... She found me. 
She'd drive by my house late at night and I'd get scared of what she might do. I'd heard this story before. I heard it from Julie. But her words... uh, They weren't quite the same. Have you ever heard my whole story? No. Why don't you ever ask? I don't want you to have to talk about it if you don't want to. But do you know my story? Sort of. I mean, people talk around the coffee pot. After I got out of the hospital, I spent like a month following him around. At first, I would just Facebook stalk him. He actually kept me as a friend. How f***ed up is that? Just, but it's stuff like that. Like maybe we really were friends and I did something wrong. I'd go by his house late at night to see if the lights were on, to see if he was at home. I'd tell myself that it made me feel better to know he was home instead of out, but the truth was I couldn't let go of him even after what happened. I'm sorry. (laughs) Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry about any of it. She tells me the last part of that story a little differently. I know. I listened. I heard her version. She believes that's the way it happened. You haven't said anything to make me believe you. You're just telling stories. Fine. You met in a support group, right? Yeah. And she said she'd never heard of your podcast, right? Yeah. Julie isn't from Bemidji. Or anywhere near there. Did you ever see her apartment? No. That's because she lives in Duluth. I'm sure you can actually look that part up. Find her mom. Her mom lives in Hinkley. She can tell you all of this too. If you're telling the truth, why would she have any interest in me? Are you fucking kidding me? Because you're both unstable. I'm guessing she heard about you from your podcast and fell in love with the fucked up story you were telling. Talking about some bullshit mystery. People going missing, cover-ups, all that. How could she resist? She wanted your fantasy to be her reality. This isn't a fantasy. I told you I couldn't make you understand. Yeah, well, maybe you could if you didn't post audio onto my own fucking podcast feed and follow us across the country. I had to get her back. I had to get her help. So you stalked us? You don't understand how volatile Julie is. If you do something to start to pick apart the world she's made for herself. I'm not saying what I did was smart. But I did it because I needed to get her help. I needed to get her to come back. That's fucking stupid. You could have called the police. You don't think I have? What are they supposed to do? I'm not her legal guardian. Then why would you post the audio at all? Why would you do that to her? Her? What the fuck are you even talking about? I didn't post that stuff for her. I posted it for you. You took Julie and dragged her across the country to do who knows what. Look at yourself. 
You've been committed and incarcerated in the last year. You're so deep in your own delusion that you can't even see what color the sky is. You think it would work if I just posted who I was and that I wanted her to come back? You're really gonna say you would have believed that? Use a goddamn phone. I do. Every day. Look for yourself. Her number is in my phone. When was the last time you called her? Yesterday. See, that's where you fucked up. Julie got rid of her phone. I saw her do it. You saw her get rid of a phone. That's all. I can prove it. I call her all the time, trying to talk sense into her, but she won't do it. Every day she says she's in some other part of the country, as if she's been driving around without a plan. Then I see all this shit on your Twitter feed about you being the one to drag her around the country. Guess what? She's not the issue. You are. I needed to get her back to Minnesota so I could get her the help she needed. And she wasn't going to go anywhere unless you were leading the way. You could have tried to talk to me. I didn't even know about you until you were leaving Creighton. I hadn't heard from Julie in over a month. That's when I heard about your podcast. You can't even imagine how fucked up it was to hear you feeding into her sickness. By the time I found her, she was already leaving. I saw you driving away with her. Let me get this straight. So you show up at the motel as we're leaving. You go in, find the recorder, then pretend to be the whispering man in the hopes of getting me back to Creighton? To get Julie back to Creighton. No, no. You are the whispering man. I heard you. I know it's you. You said it yourself. People used to call you pretending to do that voice. Then why would you post that stuff at all? The kids, the laughter. How would you even know the password to the feed? Password one? Yeah. That was a real tough one to crack. And I told you. To provoke you to go back. I don't know what your issue is with your hometown. But everything comes from there. I didn't think you could just let it go. No, no. You had Sarah's voice on that recording. No. You had Sarah's voice on the recorder. It was in a file folder with a bunch of other stuff you didn't post on the podcast. What? Jesus Christ. I'm gonna fucking die here, aren't I? You're actually worse than I was afraid of. Why wouldn't you just tell me any of this in the first place? Why wouldn't you say something to me at the resort? Because you're fucking crazy. You kidnapped me, threw me in a trunk, and tied me to a chair. Just like whatever you think happened to you. No, you're the whispering man. You're the guy who took me. Look at me. How old do you think I am? Even if I had something to do with whatever you think happened to you last year, I would have been eight years old when you got kidnapped the first time. Hasn't that occurred to you just looking at me? You could be working with someone. <laughs> Why are you trying so hard to hold on to this delusion? I get why Julie found you. You're the same person. You're both trying to see something that isn't there. More than anything, I wanted to not believe him. 
I wanted it all to be a lie. I wanted to leave that room and never come back. Ever. Leave the state, find some non-extradition country and just start life over again. Play Jimmy Buffett songs the rest of my days and just be that weird loner guy living in a shack down the beach. I'd take that for a happy ending. But I kept looking at him. Joe. I kept looking at Joe and listening. I listened to him talk about Julie. I mean, he could really talk about Julie. He told me to call the place where they were married. Look up his marriage certificate, even call Julie's mom. As much as I wanted him to be the whispering man, I couldn't take the chance that he wasn't. I needed to find if there was any truth in it at all. If you're lying about any of this, you'll never see me again. You'll never see anyone again. You'll die in that chair covered in your own shit and piss. Do you understand? What am I supposed to say? Now you're asking me to trust that you'll actually believe facts and reality so I can hold out hope that you aren't going to kill me. I, all I wanted to do was to help Julie. So what do you do? Tell me. Choose your own adventure time again. Do you let him go? I mean, if you let him go, one of three things happens. Either he leaves and that's the end of it, or he leaves, gets the police, and you go back to the bad place. Or, or he leaves and you find out that he's lying, in which at some point, you end up in a different bad place. Then there's the option of keeping him. Except that he's already pissed himself, so I have to assume there's more to come and those storage lockers aren't exactly well ventilated. You know, I'll admit, it's shit like that that didn't really occur to me. And you'd think that I, of all people, would know better. Or maybe I leave to find out what's going on and something happens to him while I'm out. Maybe somehow he gets loose. Then he either runs and I never hear from him again or the options where I end up in bad, dark places again. So really, what it all comes down to is that despite all of this, I still continue to make really rash, stupid decisions that in no way improve my station in life. I took a chance. I wanted to hear it for myself. Fine. Let's give her a call. Hello? Julie? What do you want, Joe? Fuck. Small Town Horror is a weekly podcast presented without commercials, which means it's up to you to keep the search going with your donations. I've only been able to keep doing this as long as I have thanks to the support of the listeners as I search for answers. Please visit patreon.com slash smalltownhorror to ensure those answers are found.